Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Will Gavin and John Jackson with you here this week. But we're not the only voices you're going to hear on this podcast. Kofi Kingston, the man who will, I repeat, will face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, despite what you were told at the end of SmackDown. And former SmackDown and Raw general manager Vicky Guerrero joins the show. That's all coming up on the Pro Wrestling Show. Well, after much technical difficulty, we've managed to figure everything out. And that means John is coming to you live from his pants somewhere in South London. I'm sat on my bed. And I'm wearing trousers. Oh, it's a, I know, you it's weren't a, expecting that at all. It's honestly disappointing. Uh, I thought that we might get pants cast, but it's not happening. No, that will happen um, when we eventually do a live show and we're all just <laughs> in our pants. I, I mean, I'm all for it, but you should probably have guessed that already. So, uh, yeah, there we go. At least I turned up, mate. Uh, all right, pal. All right. Are you having a dig at old... Uh... By the way, I'm just going to crack over another beer. Uh, are you... Um... <laughs> Are you having to dig at old AMAC about that? About I'm not throwing shade up? at AMAC because this is the second week in a row he's not shown up. Yeah, but it's because he's got an ill child. I think that is an acceptable reason to miss a show, surely. I'll allow it this time. Oh, I see. And you're the arbiter of these things. You decide who can turn up and who doesn't. You're a disgrace, Jackson. A disgrace. I'm basically God. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, coming up on the show today, we'll talk uh, a little bit of indie wrestling. David Starr grabbing some massive headlines. Uh, the G1 Supercard really starting to round up. The New Japan Cup getting into the latter stages. And from WWE, we'll have Kofi Kingston on the show now. It's a chat that Alex recorded before his gauntlet match on SmackDown. So we didn't know the finish of that match. We suspected there would be something screwy going on. So we'll get into that. We will, uh, we will also then hear from... Vicky Guerrero, the former Raw and SmackDown general manager, someone who I legitimately hated through the early part of this millennium and turns out is one of the loveliest human beings you'll ever get the opportunity to speak to. We talked about her last week, didn't we, saying she's an amazing woman of wrestling. And she, finally we get to hear her. Yeah, she's one of the best. And the thing is, we so we had this interview in the can for a couple of weeks now, as well as... Uh, you did it in the toilet? Yes, very good. Very good. Oh, in the can, not on the can. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, we also got Lisa Marie Veron, who um, who recently fought for the Progress Women's Championship in a show in Chicago uh, against uh, Jordan Grace. So uh, we we had a really good chat with her about her retirement year, why she didn't turn up in the Rumble this year, and uh, all sorts of other bits and pieces. So we'll have that for you next week. And our WrestleMania coverage is really starting to round out plans for the New York weekend. We're going to be at the media row, so we're going to get time with all the big stars that they bring down there. We're also going to get some time with some of the Ring of Honor stars and hopefully some of the stars of New Japan uh, who are coming over. I'd love to get a sit down with Jay White. That's something we are currently working towards, so we'll see what we can do. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a brilliant weekend and me and Sammy, producer Sammy, are going to be doing shows from there. Still very excited. It's quite funny because you're very over-the-top excited and he's very laid-back, playing it cool excited. Yeah, too laid-back for my money, but then got very excited when he found out we had tickets to a Broadway show. So make of that what you will. 
<laughs> he asked on Twitter, I saw, like, what can I do in New York City? It's like, uh, do you really need to ask when you're going to WrestleMania weekend? No, you need some... We're staying for a few days afterwards. You need those recommendations. You need those nuggets of great restaurants to go to. Great... Uh, it's it, it's all appreciated. So if anyone listening to this has any New York recommendations post-Mania, then uh, we are with arms wide open, as the great Creed once said. Are you saying that this is an open invite to just go and hang out with you and Sam in New York? I mean, if anyone's going to Mania and listening to this, 100%. We will get beers in Brooklyn. Good. At Pro Wrestle Show. I'm not going, so like, if you're proper weird or anything like that, happily just turn up and just pass a <laughs> will the whole weekend. Very good. Very good. Um, before we get on to the WWE stuff, I wanted to talk about something breaking today that um, I found really intriguing. Someone who we tried to get on the show before and... Things didn't quite line up, but we're going to be getting him on sometime in the not-too-distant when he's in the UK. But one of my favourite indie wrestlers, and I think... I, no, do you know what, in fact, I think I've said this before on the show, but my favourite legitimately independent wrestler, so not signed to any of the big promotions, David Starr has, uh, well, firstly put out an unbelievably scathing promo about Ring of Honor and Sinclair Broadcasting in particular. Um, he's fighting Jay Lethal, assuming Jay Lethal is still the champion post-G1 Supercard, in Israel for the Israeli Pro Wrestling Association. Now, if you're not familiar with David Starr, he is the Jewish canon. Uh, so, uh, you know, the circumcised saviour, as they call him in progress. <laughs> the cream in your coffee. Yeah, well, we can do the whole intro if you want me to, but I probably should bite my tongue and not because it might make me too much of a loser um but he, he put out this amazing promo produced by james musclewhite who if you don't follow on twitter go and follow him because he's the best wrestling photographer you can find anywhere and he put together this promo essentially suggesting that jay lethal being uh, being described uh, what, what's his um i've forgotten what they call him now it's not quite the jewish canon but it's not far off um and the fact that He's being sent out and his expensive flight and accommodation and everything else. Um, basically, he, uh, he, he went after Ring of Honor and Sinclair Broadcasting and suggested that they were a right-wing controlling organization who were ridiculous to use the fact that Jay Lethal was black to advertise that he was the Ring of Honor champion. And, uh, yeah, just legitimately, it was, uh, it was one of the best promos I've seen online or anywhere else for a while. I literally just watched that, actually, on the walk back from... Uh, by by the way, you're now in phone version because for some reason the whatever was on before has disconnected. So I'm just keeping you on the phone until you can get that back up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fine. We've got you on the phone. I can hear you still. Hang on a sec. <laughs> well, or just keep talking about it. And I'm back in the room. Yeah, you are. And there you are. <laughs> Lord knows what happens um, with your terrible internet. Um, I, it's not. No, it's not that. It's my terrible computer. Um, I watched that on the walk back from town just now, actually, that promo. And it's uh, I had to stop because it was so good. But he's had to take it down, hasn't he? Well, so you can find the promo at Pro Wrestle's show. We've uh, reposted Pro Wrestle Sheets tweet where they saved the video and posted it. So even though David Starr's pulled it down and put out a... Put out a, a, a a redaction, as it were, saying, I posted a promo for my historic championship match on April 21st against Ring of Honor champion Jay Lethal. I've been asked by the powers that be to remove said promo out of respect to the IPWA who have already paid for Jay's very expensive flights and accommodation. I will comply. Well, way to spoil G1 Supercard. If, unless those are transferable <laughs> tickets to either Marty Skrull or uh, who else is in that match, either Marty Skrull or Matt Taven, then... Uh, You've, you've ruined what the finish of that ladder match is going to be. He said, my complying with this request is not an admission of wrongdoing or a retraction. I stand by my entire statement and do not regret any of my actions regarding this subject. So I, the thing is, I can't work. Actually, by pulling that promo, he's probably drawn more attention to this event than anything else possibly could. And if Ring of Honor or the broadcasting company or anyone are annoyed by what he said, this could, my, my, my point is this could all be one big work. And if it is, I'm fine with it. Absolutely, it's because it's like it's now gone underground, isn't it? So people are now actively searching for it, rather than if it was there, you might watch it later. People are now spending time to try and find it on the internet, like I certainly did until you sent me the link. So yeah, I mean, like it's it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Where having it not widely available has made it even more popular. But I don't know. I don't know if it's work because he was pretty scathing, wasn't he? 
Um, the the G1 Super Cup, which we mentioned there, is starting to uh, supercard. Sorry, is really starting to come together now as well. So we went through some of the matches last week, but also uh, the, now been announced. Uh, Jay Lethal against Marty Skrull against Matt Taven is going to be a three way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. If you ever saw the ladder match that Kevin Steen and El Generico, aka Kevin Owens. And, uh, and Sami Zayn put together when they were in Ring of Honor. If it can live up to anything close to that, uh, that's got me pumped. Uh, Will Ospreay will be taking on Jeff Cobb for a title versus title match. Uh, Bully Ray is going to be in a New York street fight against a to-be-announced opponent. Uh, oh, and- is that not... A, I thought it was a new wrestler, TBA. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Can you? Hey, that, tell you what. If you were a wrestler... That'd be a pretty good name because you'd be on so many bills. <laughs> you can click on TBA on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, oh, my God, maybe he's right. But it actually just takes for an article explaining what TBA, the acronym, means. Thanks, this Wiki. TBA guy is doing six different bookings in three different continents tonight. <laughs> be pretty impressive. Um, and they've announced a singles match between Rush and Dalton Castle. Now, I am pumped for this because Dalton Castle, when he came and wrestled in the UK, was still carrying that injury, couldn't live up to the the billing of of the champion as he was at the time. Rush uh, is one of the best talents in in CMLL and does really good work in New Japan and stuff as well. So uh, I haven't seen what the storyline is to that. I haven't watched any Ring of Honor, but just seeing the match uh, being announced is exciting enough for me. It'd be really good. He was, was he at the uh, Milton Keynes one? I don't think he was, Oh, was Dalton. He? he did London, definitely. Not, I don't Mil- know. not Milton Keynes, sorry. Um, Bush 4, wasn't it? He yeah. definitely turned up, but it was definitely when he was injured. Yeah, and we kind of came out, but didn't see him do much. So that's it's good that he's fit and and uh, back properly on the bill. Uh, and then before we get to WWE, because I quite like this little rundown of the international indies before we get there. Uh, New Japan World Cup. There's only been two more nights to watch since we reviewed last week's action. But the one you want to watch, if you can, is day nine. Tomohiro Ishii against Yoshihashi and Kazu... I'm going to try that again. Uh, Kazuchiki Akada against Will Ospreay. Uh, both kind of big four-star matches. And we are set up. I mean, the semi-finals uh, on one side, that side of things, look absolutely superb. And the quarterfinals on the other side, you've got Tanahashi, the winner of the first ever New Japan Cup, against last year's winner, Zack Sabre Jr. And then Colt Cabana against Sonada on the other side. I can't... I can see Sonada... Probably against Zack Sabre Jr. or the Tanahashi would be interesting. I desperately want yeah. I desperately want Okada to win this out though, because Okada Jay White in New York at Madison Square Garden, that's just it's an excuse to print money. I am all over it. <laughs> I think Okada versus Jack's uh, Z- I always call him Jack. Zack Sabre Jr. in the final will be decent, but Jack. I agree with you about Okada. Um I uh, my only thing is is that Okada they're playing this whole storyline of his return to greatness off the back of being the champion for so long and the tough road he's running. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose either in his semi-final or in the final to continue to build that storyline because... And listen in, WWE. New Japan know how to do long-term storytelling. Well, how dare you. It's all true. Saying that, WWE really pulled me in with a few storylines this week. Well, just quickly before we move on to WWE, where if Akada, if he doesn't go into that title fight against Jay White, where would he turn up? He he wouldn't be TBA against Bully Ray, would he? No, I don't can't see them putting him in a New York street fight. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna say, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't see them putting him in a New York street fight. But I, I mean, I can see him just not being there. You look at the amount of actual New Japan talent on the bill, and there's not a lot of the big names at the moment. They might pull a classic New Japan. I mean, if you go and watch any of these New Japan Cup dates, and any New Japan outside of basically Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, etc., New Japan are the kings of, we're going to announce a couple of amazing matches that are going to be four-star plus, almost guaranteed. But to get to them, you're going to have to get through two-plus hours of meaningless crap tag matches. (laughs) Multi-man filler. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, these New Japan shows are three and a half hours long because they post them online in their pure, raw, pardon the pun, form. But that's because the first two hours are just the live show that you're getting because you turned up and paid. It's only the last hour and a half when they do the two actual New Japan Cup matches that actually mean anything. So they're just like, yeah, let's throw Evil and Sonata in against uh, some random members of Bullet Club and they can go ten minutes and have a really crap finish and it'll be fine 
And th- that'd be really good for us if that happened in the UK because we are notoriously late to progress. So if we just <laughs> missed the first two hours of progress, just watch the last hour. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Sounds good. Look, WWE then. Uh, where do you want to start, Johnny boy? I want to know where your highlight of the week is because you've hinted at a couple. So there are a few bits and pieces that stand out to me. And I know, like, Raw wasn't great this week. SmackDown was pretty dang good with the Gauntlet match. Raw was a flabby affair with a good main event, but not a lot else going for it. And actually, there's not a lot of build stuff that I want to talk about from it. Outside of Kurt Angle apparently Mm -hmm. facing Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. I mean, us and most of the internet know that probably won't happen, right? I, I felt like you and Alex McCarthy in our WhatsApp group were buying into it in a pretty big way. There was a lot of anger going round. <laughs> I saw... The thing is, though, is I, I got out of bed at 4am as it was finishing. Like, the raw, not that not that bit. Um, and I was just reacting as a tired, sleepy man on a Monday morning. Uh, on a Tuesday morning. And... For a minute, I thought, oh, what? And then I realised, nah, this ain't going to happen. Look, in recent weeks, he's been beaten by Apollo Crews. He has... There, there was no actual push and promotion to the match. Baron Corbin didn't even show up when discussing the fact that that's who he's going to face. There was a suggestion that... There was a suggestion that Kurt Angle asked for Baron Corbin which I, I know from a storyline perspective might make some sense. Here's what I want to see WWE do. Is this where I do the fantasy booking alarm? Yeah, please. What was it? I can't remember. Ooh! I don't remember. Um, I just made that oh, noise. Oh, Will's fantasy booking again. <laughs> uh, I want to see them really push that this is going to be the match. Like, spend the next two, three weeks just have them face off, have them do a contract signing, have, like, like have Baron Corbin pick up some decent wins over the next couple of weeks to make him look strong, and then come Mania itself, either have Kurt Angle absolutely... Like, have Baron Corbin absolutely job out to Kurt Angle and have him beat him in two minutes... Or have him get, like, you know, not turn up, get beaten up backstage, whatever it might be. And then, as Angle is celebrating what should be his final win, either you get... You either get John Cena's music, which wasn't a very good interpretation. He's probably got a mullet by now, hasn't he? Or you get the dong. Yeah, uh, see, this is what I was going to say. We haven't talked about this in the group. And, And you get one of those two legends turn up and go no that's not how Kurt Angle goes out let's have a proper match I was gonna say I would actually be interested if The Undertaker was against Kurt Angle however they are two men that are way past their prime and I don't know how realistically that would go down I I still believe it'll be Cena that's I mean I can't see where else Cena's just gonna be slotted into the the um, card unless it's just random and just like a proper toga unless John Cena just does what he does last year and just sits next to the ring and waits for a match which was naff last year and if they repeat it again then they're mental I mean it's looking like Alex McCarthy isn't coming to Mania so which is devastating by the way yeah absolutely devastating he's not able to get it sorted out so it's just me and Sammy going, which means that there might be a couple of spare tickets. If Big Match John wants to sit with me and Sammy Stevens to watch Mania, I, I'm all in. It's, it's fine with me. I mean, if, if it is The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle, then I'm, I'm, my finger is quivering over skyscanner.com. Um, I, I but at the th- moment, I think I'm, I'm not... I, I got not money taken. on it being Big Match John. I, I just... The circular nature, it was Kurt Angle's first ever match... Kurt Angle beat John Cena in his first ever match. You could have John Cena beating Kurt Angle and getting put over in Kurt Angle's last ever match. Like, it, it just, it works so beautifully. that, And with him having nothing to do, I, I can't imagine that's not what they're doing, but maybe. The big question is, it's irrelevant of who he faces, will it be any good? No, it's probably going to be terrible. But let's <laughs> remember that seven or eight beers in, I believe that Undertaker John Cena was one of the greatest spectacles I've ever seen live. <laughs> now, I still believe in my heart of heart, my raw emotion of that night was that I had a great time. But it wasn't a great match, was it? The let's thing that honest. annoyed me about that is obviously, oh, will he turn up? Will he, won't he? 
is that everyone just had their phones pointing at the ramp for pretty much 50% of that night. Do you remember? Yeah, I, like, I remember because oh, I was one of them because I was doing the social media for talk sport. And so I was there like, and you know what? The video did great numbers, so it's fine. Oh, you're all about the figures. You're all about the figures. <laughs> Look, if, if Undertaker turns up, then then good, because I don't like this whole uh, theory that he's got a bit of a rift going on with, uh, with Vince. So it would be nice to see him. But I think we can all agree that whoever turns up to face Kurt Angle, it'll be very nostalgic, but it'll be a very slow, sweaty mess. And if it is Baron Corbin, it'll just look like Phil and Grant Mitchell going at it a few years down the line. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, shall we hear from the man who officially isn't going to be Daniel Bryan's opponent at WrestleMania before we talk about SmackDown? Because the chat happened pre-SmackDown. Yes. Unless you're listening to this after WrestleMania 35, in which case, wasn't Kofi Kingston good at WrestleMania? <laughs> Hooray! Right, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to insert Kofi Kingston chatting with our very own Alex McCarthy and then we'll chat. All right? Perfect. Do it. Hey, Kofi, good to speak to you tonight, buddy. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. Um, so, just touching on Vince McMahon again, I know you just spoke about him. Um, he's obviously been giving you a hard time lately, but what kind of endorsement is that to be working with him? Because... You know, Vince has been making life hard for guys for 20 years now and some fans might think that it's played out but, but Vince only works on, on, on big angles really uh, and this is a hot angle so um, do you think the story needed Vince and um, how do you feel about his presence in a, in a top angle with you? Well it's tough to say like, what the story uh, needs and, and doesn't need I think we're all kind of on this wild ride together the fact that uh, like you said the Vince McMahon feels the need to interject um, definitely speaks volumes to uh, you know, just the impact that this situation is having on the WWE universe because Vince doesn't trouble himself with matters that aren't, you know, that aren't really worth his time. So apparently we've gotten uh, our name on his radar, which is a great thing, if you ask me. Um, because, yeah, like you said, man, like, to be able to go toe-to-toe with, uh, with Vince McMahon on, a, on the mic is something that I never thought I would do as a kid, like, you know, you set goals for yourself as a kid and you want to be a WWE superstar. I feel like this is one that you don't really see coming. And uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, this whole angle, this whole situation. Like, if Mustafa Ali doesn't get hurt, I don't know if I'm even on the card for WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So, uh, just a testament to how unpredictable things can be at WWE. But you always have to be ready to step up in the event that your number is called. So... Uh, all of us, myself and Xavier, uh, we always make sure that we keep our blades sharp, you know, we always make sure that we're ready for any opportunity if it comes our way, and um, that's that's where we're at, man, that's what we're doing, and uh, and we'll see, we'll try to we'll try to all figure out what's inside Vince McMahon's, Vince McMahon's mind, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we come up with an answer. Uh, you speak of Mustafa Ali, um, I mean, did you have any kind of talk with him that you could fill us in with after Elimination Chamber because as a guy that's been around for 11 years and you know the ebbs and flows of WWE and you was obviously lucky to take his spot did you have any advice for him to pick him back up? Oh absolutely yeah we uh, we chatted back and forth and um, I you know number one it's it's always a terrible situation when somebody gets hurt and they're not able to perform because we as WWE superstar that's all that we want to do and a guy like Mustafa Ali has worked so hard um, and I've seen it up here um, he's been wrestling on the independent scene for almost as long as I have, maybe even longer, you know, uh, and then to get to WWE and then be on 205 Live and have to fight your way there and then have to fight your way uh, into the title picture there and then have to fight your way onto the main rocks, onto the SmackDown, uh, to have it come to an abrupt halt, and I say halt because it's not an end for him by any means, but to have it come to a halt at, a, uh, at the expense of an injury is always unfortunate, but um, I, I told him, and he knows, that his future is very bright. Um, he's one of the guys who I would watch on 205 Live and be like, wow, this guy is pretty incredible. Like, the things he can do with his body, um, the, the stories he's able to tell, the emotion he's able to portray, and the way he's able to connect with the WWE Universe is a very special thing. So I think that uh, Mustafa definitely has a, uh, uh, a bright future ahead, for sure. And I knew that when I was the one who replaced him, 
Uh, oddly enough, I wanted to be able to deliver in a way that I thought, you know, wouldn't, like, disappoint him. Because for him to be in that position and then to watch somebody take his spot, and God forbid I would have had, like, a terrible performance, and now he feels even worse. You know, I feel like uh, it wouldn't have done him justice if I would have had, like, a, a, a bad outing, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I think he's definitely got a, a bright future ahead. And I'm excited as much as everybody else to see where it goes with him. Uh, and just finally, like prior to the Elimination Chamber, before this wild ride got going, um, we all know it's WrestleMania season. You must have been on yours and the New Day's mind. Um, what were you guys hoping for then? Like, was you, was you focusing on the tag titles? Um, did you have any kind of opponents in mind? Uh, what, what were the three of you looking at? And what were you trying to get on the card? Well, well it's tough to say because you, you don't really quite know where things are going to unfold. Uh, we were definitely starting to think about, like, tag title picture, but, again, we didn't know, like, where um, that whole storyline was going or if we were going to be included in it. Um, but, luckily, uh, Faith kind of smiled down upon us and provided us with the situation that we're in now. We don't have to worry about it. But, um, well, if we get, hopefully, uh, if, we, if we get through the gauntlet match tonight, hopefully we won't have to worry about it, you know, going into Mania. But we definitely have a shot to do something special uh, if the cards keep falling and, and favoring us uh, as they have been. So we'll see. We'll all, we'll all kind of see together. And um, I don't know. If I if I lose this gauntlet match tonight, we might find ourselves in the same situation that we were in before with nothing to do at WrestleMania. So there's a lot riding on tonight and the upcoming weeks. Well, I've really been enjoying what you've been doing lately, man, and good luck. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kofi Kingston speaking with our very own Alex McCarthy. Really interesting, the stuff there about um, if the whole Vince McMahon being a bully angle is is old, then that's not how he feels about it. And the whole thing about what he was saying about, uh, like, uh, if Mustafa Ali hadn't got injured, then I probably wouldn't even have a spot at Mania versus, you know, at the time what he was hoping would be an actual match at Mania and is now kind of up in the air but yeah yeah really good interview really good stuff from Alex uh, <laughs> Kofi Kingston last night the performance in that gauntlet match how did you feel about it John I just I think that there is the one one of very few things well maybe not maybe I give them no credit here but one of one of a few things that they're doing really well at the moment and like even you even have Mustafa Ali. Did you see earlier he tweeted about Kofi Mania, which I thought was pretty cool. And I think just everyone is really, be- you know, obviously they're building this up nicely, and everyone's behind him, and it's great. But um, you've just texted me, Will. Yeah, is everything all right? Didn't didn't mean you needed to check it now. I was just letting you know what the situation <laughs> oh, was. Oh good. Oh good. I'll cut to the chase. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was a shame <laughs> for the people that he uh, got through. But let's face it, they're not really doing much, are they? So. You know, everyone has to take a loss now and again. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, 
as far as I'm concerned, so I did buy into the whole match last night. And, and like SmackDown as a whole, I thought was really strong last night. Uh, the Miz's promo to open things up was a, a sign that babyface Miz can really work in a way it's never worked before. And it was nearly 10 minutes and it was absolutely fantastic. And I like that they're keeping him and Shane apart. We're not just seeing out and out brawling. We're seeing a promo from one one week, a promo from one the other week. Maybe we'll see a brawl in the next couple of weeks. Like they're kind of doing a nice slow build, even though it's been at short notice. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey against the Iconics, probably a multi-match. Not that excited about that. Kevin Owens is probably being wasted as host of the Kevin Owens show, but Becky and Charlotte, good scrap, moved away from what they were already doing. That's basically, I've just given you my entire review of SmackDown. In like a minute, it was great. Um, no, terms... the thing is with Kevin Owens. Sorry, go on. The thing okay. is with Kevin Owens, sorry, is that um, he, it would be silly if he was just inserted into a match at WrestleMania. There's no need for that. You know, he's a big enough star. There's enough matches, certainly enough matches on that card. So the idea that he's just acting as, you know, the, the reason that Charlotte and Becky get together, I think is great. And let's, you know, let's have him a storyline on the Monday or the Tuesday after WrestleMania. Um, the other thing, what was the other thing I really liked about SmackDown last night? Ooh. About the first hour, are we talking? Or, yeah. Or going into the, the what massive... What I really liked that I'd seen? Oh, no, the thing that I liked that i really seen was actually on YouTube, and it was the, the, the New Day, the exclusive, like, behind-the-scenes bit where they were all losing it, and Kofi's looking upset, and Biggie's losing it. I thought that was done really well. It was, and then Biggie pulling this promo that he's done on Twitter which I think plays off beautifully. Like, uh, as much as the New Day are the closest WWE have outside of the club to people who are friends with the guys in the Elite, they do those video games, videos with them and stuff. Like, they are WWE through the core, but you do feel like the way that Big E has presented that, firstly, the whole us people angle, which is not the first time he said that, but essentially suggesting that there's an element of racism to why the New Day aren't getting a push and why specifically Kofi isn't getting a push. But also this whole suggestion about how they might walk away, about how AEW, like, didn't say AEW, but basically suggested that there are other options out there. I thought all of that was really fascinating and really interestingly done. And that's another one. We just talked about David Starr's promo, Stars using Twitter to do cool things. Big E now jumps up into that realm as well. It's also something that Jack Sexsmith did, um, you know, from an independent wrestling point of view, like maybe a month ago or so. Oh, he's like, doing a know, wonderful job. And I like all this. I like the fact that they're acknowledging that there is other stuff going on because, you know, like WWF past would have maybe just ignored the fact that other wrestling exists, but at least they're kind of hinting at it. And I think they would probably only let him hint at it in that way if they were fairly sure that there was no risk of them leaving, surely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I do. Um, I, and, it, it, you know, people can put stuff on social media without being directed. But as we've seen with, like, the Ronda stuff, a lot of it is directed. So in terms of the gauntlet match, considering we all expected Kofi to beat the five and that we all expected him to do the same, like... The, the way that they did essentially the same thing with both members of the bar. They try their finisher. He reverses it into his finisher. You had Rowan do it, getting disqualified. Joe getting rolled up, but then punishing him afterwards. All of that stuff worked really well for me. I did get to the end of Randy Orton and start to be a little bit like, I'm getting tired of this because I know what's coming. Whereas in a, a gauntlet match like we had on SmackDown... Kofi winning the first three of those four was genuinely surprising, uh, as well as him doing well in the in the elimination chamber. Whereas the booking here was what we expected. What I loved was Vince coming out, Daniel Bryan getting involved. Bryan's promo before the match was again phenomenal. Like most of the stuff he's done recently, has been on the mic. So they have done. A, I, I'm telling you now, they've done a great job of drawing me into a storyline that. I was not on Kofi Mania. I was not on this bandwagon. I really wasn't that excited about Brian versus Kofi at Mania as a match. And now I'm kind of in on it. So I was going to say, as someone that's actually going to go and watch this now, if you're fantasy booking again, what would you actually like to see as someone that is going to be, let's face it, quite a few buds deep at that point? Uh, <laughs> my concern with the gauntlet match in terms of Kofi Kingston was that they didn't introduce anything 
new to the situation. Uh, they didn't... Uh, with those kind of matches, you need to have someone who has who has maybe some submission holds, who has maybe some uh, some way of drawing out the match, some, some you know, whether it's resting holds. And, and Kofi has a very one style of, of attacking things. That would be my only kind of concern. Mm. But actually, Surely, I think... Like, I was going to say, the, the New Day going to be... They'll be in the... Un- oh, well, actually, that's the thing we haven't talked about. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal. That is happening because Braun Strowman is uh, uh, going to win it and all that. Uh, Would they be allowed to come down to ringside or do you think there'll be some kind of shenanigans where they'll get banned? There'll be all sorts of shenanigans. I loved, by the way, the backstage stuff with the New Day being back there and then them slowly adding in. Like, every time they cut back there, more members of the SmackDown locker room had gathered around the screens. That was smart. I thought that was yeah. really good. I, I'm going to take it. I, I don't know how they take it in terms of at Mania itself, and I'm still struggling to see Kofi win. But isn't it funny thinking about Kofi working from under against Daniel Bryan, who, by the way, said the words B plus player in his promo last night, which absolutely popped me ridiculously. Uh, like it's a really weird dynamic like you almost need Rowan there to make Daniel Bryan look big because he's the ultimate guy at working from under so yeah I'm torn on it but I think it's going to be good good I'm happy for you Uh, is there anything else we need to get to before we get to Vicky Guerrero um do you have any indie stuff to bring us have you been I haven't been online looking at stuff so I've got a few indie dates that are coming up that I want to talk about tell us about them before we get to Vicky Guerrero Will, I'm removing the earphone because the delay that on this setup that we've created so we can do the podcast today is melting my mind. <laughs> so um, don't talk till I'm finished. Ready? Yeah. I've got three things to talk about. I-, I wanted to focus on some of the promotions that we probably haven't talked about before on the show. You know, we talk about progress all the time. We talk about ICW. So let's let's just look at what is coming up. So uh, this first one here is March the 23rd, Saturday night. Uh, if you're big in the West Midlands Welsh border, you'll know that in Hereford, the Richmond Club is the place to be if you want to watch darts, if you want to watch people go and play bowls, uh, but well, 10 pin bowling, or you want to watch actually half decent wrestling. They've got an event coming up called Game of Throws, because I imagine uh, people might get thrown or something, I don't know. Uh, with some, you know, a fairly decent lineup, you've got, uh, who have you got here? Adam Maxted, that guy from that reality TV show. Uh, you also have uh, Zoe, what is her name? Zoe Lucas, uh, she's on there as well. And uh, it's called Iron Fist Wrestling, the promotion that did this. And you know what, they've actually had quite a few. I know Chris Brooks has uh, done a lot of wrestling in Hereford. So if you want to see some of the sort of names that you would see at, at Progress and you would see obviously with World of Sport with Adam Maxted, um, for 10 quid in Hereford, that's not too bad. I mean, go, don't go to the Richmond Club any other time unless you, uh, unless you like farmers and casual racism. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, other than that, I want to talk about IPW. They've got uh, an event this weekend as well. Um, again, Adam Maxted is on there. Uh, I can't actually remember where it is, which I probably should have had a look. It's Maidstone, uh, Sunday the 24th. If you're in the Maidstone area and you fancy going to the Leisure Centre, uh, we've got uh, Sierra Loxton versus Bobby Taylor for the women's title. Ben Basden versus James Castle, who I I've not don't know much about James Castle. Wouldn't mess with him. Google him. Uh, Rob Sharp versus Matt Taven, who is their, their champion at the moment in an international battle royal. And, yeah, it looks like a decent event if you're in Kent. We've been to the west, we've been to the east. Let's go to the northeast now for possibly the best-named wrestling event you'll ever go to. It is YI Mania, which is taking place in Long Benton, which is probably near Newcastle, I would imagine. Um, once again, we're following Adam Maxted around the country because he's there as well. <laughs> Friday in Newcastle, Saturday in Hereford, and Sunday in Kent. Uh, also on that bill, the last true sick boy, uh, Get Ready for Shreddy, never heard of him. And someone that you might be familiar with if you've been to ICW, uh, BT Gun, a uh, big name in ICW, he will be there at YI Mania, which is going down in Long Benton on Friday night, Will. Brilliant. Great work, John Jackson. I'm sorry that we've been melting your mind and you won't have heard <laughs> any of the stuff that I was saying while you were talking. It was, more, it was more encouragement. I was like a hype man for you. Right. 
Let's get to one of the loveliest human beings in wrestling, and not just in wrestling, but in life in general, uh, who has offered, we're going to try and catch up with her over Mania weekend as well. We had a wonderful conversation with her, about 25 minutes on the phone last week, and she was a, a complete delight. So, well, I think I started off by saying I'm delighted to welcome to the show, so maybe that's not the phrase I should have used. Here's Vicky Guerrero. Absolutely delighted to welcome onto the show uh, someone who is a well, WWE legend in her own right as a time as general manager of, of Raw and SmackDown, rose to prominence as the wife of all-time great uh, Eddie Guerrero, but as I say, stepped out and into the, the limelight herself and had quite the in-ring career. Uh, delighted to have Vicky Guerrero on. Vicky, how are you doing today? I'm great, Will. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I can't complain at all. <laughs> you know, uh, like I said to you, we're chatting a bit late in the evening over here, but that's fine. I'm uh, I'm watching the football at the moment. I uh, I'll be watching NXT later, like a real nerd. So these late yes. evenings, <laughs> you get used to them. Yes, yes. Um, I appreciate you calling. It's just, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So, what what are you actually up to um, at the moment, Vicky? Um, at the moment, I have just started acting, so I am being represented by a agency by the name of Paige Parks, and I'm currently on uh, auditions, hopefully to get a commercial or a sitcom or possibly a movie. So that's my next journey in life. And in the meanwhile, while I wait for that, I am uh, doing a, a comic cons throughout the United States. So uh, this weekend, I'll be at Toy Con, which will be in Las Vegas. And um, I'm currently going to school for my bachelor's in healthcare administration. And um, I'm also writing my autobiography with Life with Eddie and Life as a Superstar for WWE. So I'm very busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no days off. No days off in the Guerrero household, no, clearly. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so much to, to talk about there, but just wanted to, uh, I mean, starting off with... Uh, with the fact that you are doing um, doing your, your bachelor's degree that you're studying, how, how's that been going? How What kind of inspired that? How did you decide that that's what you wanted to do now? Well, a lot of things were able to uh, become possible. Um, you know, once Eddie had passed away, um, you know, I was raising the girls when Eddie was traveling quite a bit. And uh, when I was at WWE, I was there for 10 years. And I, I currently still go back and forth with WWE, but towards the end of my career, I wanted to look at other options of what I could do in, with my life. And I've always wanted a college degree, and that was something that was very important to me, not only to prove to myself, but to my daughters, and also f to be a role model for other women who, you know, who, who would like to continue their education. And it was something that was presented to me, and I, I was able to do it online so I could still travel and, um, you know, do homework at the airports and on the plane. And uh, so it was very convenient. And so it, it interested me. And I, I've been doing it for the last five to six years. And I finally get to graduate in August. And um, that's something that I'm really proud of to say. Well, congratulations. Really excited for you for that. And then you're doing you. you're doing that and you're doing the acting. It's interesting. We were talking, um, Jay Riso was on the other day, Christian. And we were talking. Oh, to yeah. I love him. Lovely lovely guy and we were saying to him he's doing his tv work now that there must be once when you do that kind of in ring in front of an audience delivering promos kind of thing like actually it can't be too much of a sidestep to acting no and if anything it kind of gets you looking at other options you know because uh of course you know this gave me a lot of experience to be <clears throat> excuse me in front of the camera and in front of thousands of people so um, I was never nervous, but, you know, looking at the camera and you see what other opportunities there are out there, you know, to be in the industry of acting with, you know, commercials and movies. And you look at, you know, great superstars like John Cena and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I, I get excited because they've opened the door for us to be able to, to have that opportunity, you know, to, to keep furthering our, our acting career. And like with a lot of those guys, you know, they, they did acting through WWE. I mean, we've just had fighting with my family come out here in the last couple of days. Yes. So, like, <laughs> you, you get the films that are around sports entertainment, around wrestling and that sort of thing. But but actually, with all of those examples you've given, they've took those skills and managed to develop them and move on. So that's really cool. I think it's really, really fun thing to be doing and hopefully have some success. Yes, thank you. I, I hope so too. <laughs> what's um, what's it been like um, poring over the, the kind of memories for the book to, for the for the autobiography? You know, it's it's such a a challenge for me. Uh, one because there's just 
you know, I was with Eddie for, you know, more than 15 years. And, you know, just to try and write all the memories from my point of view, you know, of course, Eddie had his book out and he uh, had a documentary that he was able to tell his story. And this is just a great opportunity for me to be able to tell my side of things and just, you know, show my experiences as, as a wife of a wrestler, um, you know, being the, the mom and dad at home raising the children while Eddie was able to travel all over the world and, and pursue his career, which I was so proud of him and just the amount of, um, you know, talent and fame that he was able to show to the world. I was really proud of that, that I could, you know, be at home and, and be his support system. And, and he would know that the kids were safe and that everything was okay at home while he could be on the road. And, you know, and then, you know, the other half of the book is, you know, life after Eddie and which is a very different lifestyle that I was not expecting at all. You know, um, going into WWE, I thought it was going to maybe last for two to six months at the most when I started with them, because I had no training in wrestling, nothing that, you know, would even qualify me to be in WWE. But um, by the grace of God, I was able to uh, show my talent in, in some great way. <laughs> I was able to keep a job there for 10 years. Um, so there's just a lot of great um things to tell you know I'm, I'm very grateful for wwe for the platform i was able to uh to have you know in my career and just to uh there's just so much to say you know being a woman that uh that didn't have a say in wwe you know for so long and then now you see the women's division um going to so many you know opportunities you know in today's you know television that it's just great to see how the women have come around so to tell my story how i saw the women you know uh not have those those um experiences in wwe and now you know looking at the at the the product you know of how great the women are, are paving the way for for fame and fortune for the women it's just been this book is going to tell a lot of you know um old and new stories so it's going to be a great opportunity I think it's really interesting. I, honestly, I, I think it'll get a lot of attention. I, I don't know if you heard um, they did a, a special on Eddie when they were on the, the on Chris Jericho's cruise. They did a, a show with uh, Ray, with Chris Jericho, yes. Conan, <laughs> DDP, all kind of sharing their memories. And, you know, I, I grew up watching Eddie, but it is really like so many fantastic stories, such an interesting character. So to get it from your perspective, I think that's going to be really cool. Thank you. Yeah, you know, to see how these guys, you know, keep telling their stories, it's it's a gift from God, I say, you know, because these gifts are being poured out every day to me. And, and to hear different, you know, superstars tell their stories of Eddie, it just seems like it's hard to believe that he's gone, you know, mm -hmm. because it just seems like it was now it's only yesterday that he left us. But gosh, it's been almost 15 years. So um, they're just gifts, you know, that me and my daughters keep, you know, enjoying hearing the stories and the specials. And, um, you know, especially with Chris Jericho, he shared that story with me that they did. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's just, it makes me smile and cry all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting you said about, you know, only thinking you might last two to six months in WWE because, you know, just, just chatting to you for like 10 minutes, you seem absolutely delightful. And yet you were so good at getting heat. You were so good at making people dislike you. Like, I guess, I mean, Eddie came from that similar, like was able to get really good heel heat. How did you find like going in there and, and being the villain as it were? Well, I, I'm, I have to give it um, contribution to Eddie because, you know, listening to him and, and hearing him, you know, every day and watching him on TV, it grows on you. You know, you kind of become the person that you're watching for many years. <laughs> and and also to say that every person has their inner, you know, biatch in them, you know, so anyone that's <laughs> going to get upset has their angry side. So um, to find my anger, you know, in my character was very easy for me. So I didn't have to practice that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was it was a fun role. It really was. I always thought, like, I, you know, every wrestling fan secretly wants to have got into wrestling, but I always thought it'd be much more fun playing a heel and and, and trying to get over in that way. But I think people. <laughs> it's funny because I think people kind of naturally maybe trend one way or the other whereas like I say you you come across as absolutely delightful sorry, sorry. I legitimately disliked <laughs> you Vicky I'm not going to lie but like as a fan I was like oh. you'd hear the excuse me ring out and be genuinely annoyed And but that's what you're looking for 
You, you can be truthful with me, Will. You know you hated me. It's okay to say that because we're miles and, well, and miles away from each other. It's okay. <laughs> but, you know, they, they tried me as a, a good guy, you know, as a baby on the show. And that was me coming back, you know, as Eddie's wife and helping, you know, Chris Benoit and Ray Mysterio and Chris Jericho do some of the storylines. And, um, you know, and people hated me, I think, genuinely, just because I was Eddie's wife coming into the show um, and, par- and perhaps having an opportunity, I already had, you know, the cards against me, so to speak, you know, and I think people were upset, you know, when I was, I they didn't think I was going to last, you know, on WWE. And it's, it's a hard job, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you know, have the talent, you don't make it on the show. And, um, you know, but I really loved the character. I loved being in the ring. I loved uh, the fans and, and the anger that I brought onto them. It was like I had them in my hands and I would play with them every night, you know, like how <laughs> angry can I get these people? And it was just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you have to have a tough skin, you know, to be able to, um, you know, keep that up every night. So it was something that I always, you know, pray to God about every time I went on stage, you know, that I would just have another great night, you know, to prove myself that I, I deserve to be here and I want to be there. Uh, I'm really intrigued, you said as well, about going and doing the Comic-Cons and stuff like that. What what do the fans want to know about when they uh, when they come up to you? What, what kind of questions do they ask about? <laughs> I think they first try and see if I'm going to yell at them. <laughs> That's what their first impression is of me. They think that, you know, I'm just this horrible person. And, you know, and, you know, when I smile and I start talking to them, they're like, well, you're not that bad after all. And I was, it, it makes me laugh, you know, because I would, it's just, um, it's so hard to believe that they were so convinced that I'm this horrible person, you know? And so, you know, it, it's great for them to see another side to me. And I'm so fortunate to be able to, to go to these comic cons and talk to the fans because I'm able to say thank you in return because as much as you hated me on the show, that gave me um, the will to keep continuing in my career and that helped me keep a job because I kept making everyone upset. <laughs> you know, So for the fans to share their stories of Eddie and, and for myself or what I did on the show, it's just uh, it's a personal way that I'm able to say thank you and to shake their hand and say, you know, thanks for being a wrestling fan because without the fans, Will, we can't do this. And, and the product doesn't live without the fans. You know, so it takes them just as much as it does the superstars to make this a success. And it's something that I don't take lightly. And I am very grateful for the fans every day that I get to meet them. And that's lovely. Um, I'm intrigued when you are playing the kind of general manager role, how much uh, of it is turning up on on the day and getting your scripts, getting your pages? And and how much are you able to have a bit of a word in Vince's ear or the writer's ear, a bit of a, a steer of the direction of your character in the show, if you like? You know, it's we don't have very much room. You know, um, but I was very, I was very um, blessed that the writers um, were, they worked with my character very well to where, of course, you know, they ask you, you know, would you like to do this or what direction do you see this? But the ultimate say is, of course, you know, Vince and the writing team and whoever else, you know, wants has a, a say in the storyline. Um, but, you know, I was really happy for the most part of how things went, you know, with, with how my character was and who I was going to work with and, you know, and how the, the guys, you know, let me, you know, interfere with the matches and help them, you know, cheat to win. Those were just, they were just great times. And I always tried to, I always gave my hundred percent for each superstar I worked with, whether I was managing them or just opposing sides, because if I did my job, then it made them look great. And that was my focus for the night. And, and not just with Eddie, but you did, you got to work with some real, you know, Hall of Famers. It wasn't, it was a, you look down the list, Edge and Show and uh, Undertaker, and it is, it's a who's who of people who are going to be remembered, you know, in generations yeah. to come when we're long gone. Yes, uh, you know, I was, these guys were just, and even the women I got to work with mm, really course. cool. And e- even Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon, you know, to work with them in the ring, uh, I was in awe and I, I was a fan, you know, I've always been fans of everyone I worked with and I admired their work ever since they were working with Eddie. So it, it was just this full circle of gratitude that I got to, you know, have my turn and work with them. And it, it was very nerve wracking, you know, because you don't want to mess up with the boss, so to speak. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, when I did a good job and I, I did my best and it was good, uh, it was it was a great night and I went home happy. <laughs> <laughs> were, you a, were you a wrestling fan growing up at all? Did you know wrestling before you got to know Eddie? 
No, Will, I hated wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I was a girl who was a cheerleader, a dancer. Um, I, you know, I went to the football games, uh, you know, and my brothers loved wrestling. So when I started dating Eddie, um, our families knew each other when we were babies because my grandfather used to uh, make Eddie's dad's robes and boots for his wrestling matches. So me and Eddie used to play in the playpen when we were one and two years old. And wow. our families knew knew of each other. And so when I went on a blind date with Eddie, um, I went home and I told my mom, I'm like, oh, I met this guy named Eddie Guerrero. And she's like, really? She goes, oh, I know the family. And I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because El Paso, Texas is a real small city and everyone kind of knows who. And the Guerrero family was very famous. And me not knowing wrestling, I didn't. I knew of them, but I wasn't, you know, following them. You know, I didn't go to the shows, but my brothers never wanted me to break up with Eddie because they wanted to have the wrestler in the house all the time. And (laughs) so Eddie would come over on Saturday mornings and they'd watch wrestling all day. And I almost wanted to figure out like who was dating who, like, is it my brother's dating Eddie or am I dating Eddie? Because I kind of got second fiddle to my brothers, (laughs) but, um, you know, being with Eddie and, you know, marrying into the family and, uh, you know, raising her own family, I, I grew to love wrestling and I respected it. And that's something that uh, that took me a lot of learning to do because it's such a, a passionate sport with so many, um, so many elements to it that, you know, Eddie took a long time for me to really get to know the sport and to respect it. And so when it became part of my own family, it was something that I I would never go back and change because wrestling is my second family now. It is interesting that with the kind of generation that we're talking about, a lot of people came into wrestling through family, through things like that. But actually nowadays you get a lot of the the wrestlers coming through who grew up watching these guys actually grew up as fans of the WWF or the WWE. And, and that's how they kind of, (laughs) and I thought it was, yeah, there was the lovely video of you at the Royal Rumble last year talking with uh, Sasha Banks, (laughs) who was obviously, taken so much of, of Eddie's stuff on board and that must have been lovely to kind of have someone who was so influenced by Eddie be now so prominent within the within sports entertainment. Yeah, you know, that was such a, um, a, a wonderful experience because when I left WWE, Sasha had just come in maybe like a year after I left and we never, I always knew of her and we always said hi and bye and I saw her at the Performance Center but um, seeing how much passion she had for Eddie and how she grew up and how his legacy influenced her to become, you know, her own uh, superstar and well-deserved superstar, we couldn't, I couldn't even face her because um, it was so emotional because we both have this love for Eddie that no one else could even, you know, explain, you know, because she, she really followed his career and, me, you know, Eddie being my husband, um, when we saw each other, we just started crying. And I thought, okay, well, I can handle this. Okay, we cried. All right, we're good. We're good. But then they told us, oh, we want to sit down with y'all, and y'all, we want to have a conversation about your love for Eddie. And we're like, oh, my gosh, now my makeup's going to get ruined right before the show, and it's going to be a mess. And, <laughs> and sure enough, it was really hard to talk to her because we just – it was so many emotions and um, just reminiscing about Eddie's career and how great of a person he was. It was just – it was very emotional, and it was uh, – it was just a, a very special moment in my in my in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, how was that whole experience going back? You know, a few years after retiring and being involved, like you said, that the way that women's wrestling is is developing now is is incredible, and that's not to in any way put down the the work that was done before this generation. But to see them have their own Royal Rumble, their own pay per view, it must be amazing. It's incredible, and I'm so deathly amazed and so proud of all the women before and, you know, and current and then even the future superstars at the NXT center right now. And even, you know, all the other federations of the women that are involved, all these women are making their own journey and they have their own individual talent and character that's all contributing to the women's success. And to see how the women have been given this opportunity and to be heard that they, they can have the ability to take their own pay-per-view and have their own pay-per-view matches. And now you see WrestleMania being headlined by women matches. That is something that was never seen when I was involved with WWE. And, um, you know, and, it's just incredible because when I started with WWE, the women's matches used to go for three minutes and then be cut down to 30 seconds. And then they would go to commercial and it was heartbreaking because there was a lot of talented women 
that were ready for the opportunity to have their own matches. And so to see that happening within the last, you know, two to three years of them giving the women this chance to prove themselves, it's, I'm proud to say that, you know, that I know these women and, and they're incredible and well-deserved opportunities. It's really interesting you mentioned the, the WrestleMania thing because I think back to kind of women of the past where they did get to say main event stuff or do the first times when you got kind of those Trish and Lita matches and, and things like that mm-hmm. where they forced themselves into that position by just getting so over with the crowd that, that people couldn't listen anymore. And it, and it kind of feels like with, with Ronda, with Charlotte, with Becky, with the stuff going on at the moment is that the crowd reaction to them, it, it doesn't matter what gender they are. It's so hot that you, you kind of can't ignore it. You have to make sure that they're in the main event. Right. And, and, you know, and they deserve it. You know, I mean, Charlotte has, you know, oh my gosh, her talents have, through the roof and with Sasha and, um, you know, and Bailey and you just see how these women every week, you just want to see, okay, how much farther are they going to go, you know, for this Monday night or Tuesday night. Um, and you see the NXT women just causing so many reactions and, and, and proving more talent than what you see the week before. It's just, it's an exciting time, you know, in the women's wrestling. And I love being a fan because I get to sit back and, you know, watch all these women come in, in through my TV and I, I get to pick and choose who I like, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, these women are making it enjoyable again to see the product. Um, I did want to ask you about uh, one woman in particular, um, China going into the hall of fame, uh, obviously worked with oh. Eddie and, and yeah, just to <laughs> yeah. get your thoughts on the fact that, you know, she is now as part of DX, but she is now getting uh, recognized and going into the hall. I, I think that's well-deserved. It took forever for them to recognize her. And um, she's gone through a lot. You know, I knew her working with Eddie and um, she was just fa- this strong, fantastic, confident woman that scared the hell out of me when I would <laughs> see her, you know, and, um, you know, and to see that funny side of her because her and Eddie joked around quite a bit backstage and to see that soft side of her, you know, compared to what people saw in the ring, she's just another human being that wanted a chance to make it, you know, on her own. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's just, it's f- too far of a time, you know, that they finally get to recognize her. And I'm going to personally stand up and cheer her on because she, she's well-deserved to be recognized in the Hall of Fame. And she did a lot for the company and it's just, it should have been done sooner. Will you be in town for, uh, for WrestleMania then? I will be on the on the other side at WrestleCon. <laughs> now, unless I get inducted in the Hall of Fame, then I will be on the other side of the street. <laughs> hey, we're all waiting for that to but, happen as well, Vicky. Like, you know, oh why hasn't that call come? You know, I, I th- my phone's ringing because your call came through, but their call hasn't come through yet. <laughs> it's coming. I swear. But, um, it's got to come no, eventually. Well, I, you know, that'll be exciting. Um, but, you know, until the day is, you know, I, I do WrestleCon, which is, you know, also a great opportunity during the WrestleMania week because I get to see all my friends in WWE. And, um, you know, my son-in-law, Aiden English, is, you know, part of WrestleMania. So I'm constantly watching the product and I'm excited for their success. And I, it'll be another great show this year that I'll, you know, I'll enjoy. He's doing some really good work on the mic. I didn't realize there was a, that link there, but he's, uh, I, I, I've really liked him on 205. I think it's great. I'm excited for him. He he's showing another you know ability that he has, and I think that's really important these days. That you know, not only you can be a wrestler, but you can have mic skills and and you know call a, a match. And I think I just told him I said you know this is another talent that they see, and it's just it's always good to have that under your under your your jacket, so to speak. And uh, I'm really proud of him. If there was anything in the future, you know, when we talk about the growth of the women's, the new tag titles, the main eventing, pay-per-views getting their own, if, if say, there was ever a, an all-women's show and they came to you and said, you know, Vicky, we need a new GM, we need someone to come in and, and get involved, would you fancy another run? Oh, my gosh. I Yes, I would. I, you know, that's you, you can always... You can always take the the girl out of the wrestling, but you can't take the wrestling out of the girl. <laughs> and I I miss it every day, you know. And um, I've I've always you know expressed it. I I would love another run, you know. But they have a lot of good talent right now, and um, they you know they have their own you know storylines going on. But yeah, if they ever asked me, it, I would always I would do anything for that. Amazing. Fantastic. Look, Vicky, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us. And uh, we're, um, we're going to be in town in New York in April as well. So if we can make it over to WrestleCon, which I think we're intending to and catch up with a few people, we'll, uh, we'll come and find you and come and say hello. 
Well, you have my number, Will, and thank you so much for this time. It, it just means a lot, and I wish you much success and, and blessings on your journey. That's so kind, and, and good luck with the book and the degree and the acting and the wrestling and, and all of it. Uh, the thank busy, you. The busiest woman still working in wrestling, Vicky Guerrero. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Have a great day. Vicky Guerrero on the Pro Wrestling Show. Brilliant stuff. John Jackson, you're still with me? Well, not anymore because we are going. We are leaving. I've got to go and watch Shazam with uh, with drinks. Uh, John, we are... I, I, we are... I'm trying to think whether... No, we, we just do a normal show. I'm just trying to think whether... We've got Lisa Marie to put out there, but we can do that next week. That's perfect. That's fine. I think we'll just do a normal show. Normal yeah, shows. Yeah, just doing normal one. Yeah, and then, as and ever. And we're only... Pro Wrestling Show on Twitter. Make sure you're following us. then. So exciting stuff. Johnny, any final thoughts? I don't have any final thoughts other than, as I repeat, please don't think of going to the Richmond Club in Hereford when there's no wrestling because it is a really terrible place. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. At Pro Wrestling Show on Twitter, please go and give us those five stars. Mm, those lovely wrestling five stars. Because Did you just kiss the listeners? You can't, well? give us, you can't give us Dave Meltzer style six and a quarter stars. So five stars would be wonderful because it helps us out. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. I didn't kiss. I did like a mm, like I was enjoying some food thing. Uh, by the way, uh, check out Wingman's in uh, if you ever got if you're ever in Kilburn because I had a double portion of wings from there earlier. Uh, serious so serious question. Um, you put on your Instagram that you were thinking of going for the buffalo or a different flavour, and you you clearly bought both. But which one will best? What I like is some people have replied to that going, you should buy both. And I'm like, I haven't got both in front of me by magic. I already bought both. <laughs> um, yeah, I had both the Bangkok for me because the Buffalo, I've, I've had Buffalo better elsewhere. I've had it as good el- elsewhere at least. The Bangkok, something different. Never had it before. Very good. Nice, and that seems like a very fitting way to end the show. As AFARC turns up outside, so I have to leave. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 